Hey, welcome to Chew On That. You are listening to the only podcast show on the internet that uh, graphically describes the sermons that happen <laughs> at Life Church Green Bay every Sunday. I was not sure where we were going with that. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor Keith. I'm the host. Uh, and joining me as always, Pastor Dallas, Pastor Hel- Megan. How are you? What's up, guys? Hello. How are you? Hello, hello. I just thought I was trying to think of a different word that I could use there. Uh, I don't know. Extens- graphic. <laughs> I was like, extensive, whoa. Extensive, intensively? Yeah. Well, you used to say uh, we're the only one. And we haven't been, ch- you know. Yeah. No, would be so funny, though. No, we are the king of the hill. Yeah. How many, Own it. How many episodes do you think we've done where that song is our intro? All of them? Yeah. But no, like, no, 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 no. I know all of them, but like, what, hundreds maybe? Probably. Why am I still laughing every time it comes in? Why do I always, like, I still chuckle because I do these silly dances. I don't know. I still just like it. In. I like it a lot. I, it's very catchy. I do I like the track, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good job. Good choice. Choose I didn't pick it. You didn't pick it? No. All right. When else. we go mm-hmm. video, people are going to see the dumb dances I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, yeah. When we go video. <laughs> when we go video. When that, when <laughs> that video comes. When that happens and we, we get out of the our, basement here. I feel like I've run clean drive excuses. I'm like, bah, but we're we're you yeah. know we're making good Friday right now, At man. This I, can't, point, I, can't, I can't. just want everyone to know it's on Keith. It's on Keith. You want video? <laughs> it's on Keith. Don't ask me. We were we were at the we on Mondays we have our, our meetings like what we're going to do for this week at church, yeah. the things that, because we already start planning next Sunday. Literally me, I plan next, like next Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. So about five o'clock, I'll pull up the next set list. Ugh. I'll think of the video stuff that you're going. So I start planning it already. But Monday, collectively as a staff, we we get together and say, all right, yep. Sunday prep, here we go. And yesterday at the planning meeting, uh, we realized because we've hit the, now the doldrums of, ministry where you hit the summer. Yeah. It's kind of like cruise control. I call it hibernation mm-hmm. where we hibernate just for a couple of months before you start building for Christmas. And uh, we were like, so what promos are we going to start airing? <laughs> we don't have anything to promote, huh? Yeah. It's kind of like a relief. Honestly, I, I look forward to the summer a little bit. I oh, love mm-hmm. the summertime though. So yeah. I love to like be outside and take a break. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good mental. But, but yeah, so vacation. with, with that on the table, yeah. I, I think it's probably, we probably will go video here quicker than probably than sooner than later. Not much else to do. Yeah. We still have plenty to do. That's the thing about working in ministry is your work is never done. Nope. It's a race <laughs> it that you're matter. never finished. <laughs> you can literally work 24 hours a day and you still will not have, yeah. you know, done. <laughs> Isn't that sad, Pastor Dallas? I'm sorry. But it's true. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a never ending. Work, working bit. in media creation <laughs> before ministry um, it's so I've, I've been wearing that hat for as long as I've been a professional because you're just never done with projects. You can, you can work and, and Pastor Dallas can attest to this as he was a video editor here for Life Church and still kind of dabbles in it, but I dabble. the work just never is done. Yeah. You're just, you can, you can, you could work 23 and a half hours a day mm-hmm. and, and get cruising ahead on four projects. And then you realize, oh, I got eight more projects down the, <laughs> down the pike. So, uh, yeah, in ministries, yeah. it's the same way. But if you're listening, you're like, well, my job's like that too. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's all the same. There's just got to pace yourself. You just got to pace, pace and pace. pace. And I mean, here's the good news is that God works for us yep. too. So sometimes all we have to do is rest. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I'm going to rest this summer and be like, God's got it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had a holiday. There would have been a feast or a holiday, something in July. I don't know. We got nothing. So 4th yeah. of July it is. Hot what, dog. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do, Megan? I don't know. God's got it. Ask him. <laughs> God, Megan said you had it. <laughs> I do. Okay. He goes. Probably too much of a window into my, into my professional brain here. All right. All right. So yesterday was Resurrection Sunday. Mm. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yesterday was Monday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Two days ago was Resurrection Sunday. It is Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yes. But you know, it's the Tuesday after Easter because I came down here with a with a Twix bar from my kids' Easter basket from Pastor Dallas. So do do I want to? I mean, it was Orthodox Easter yesterday. <laughs> there I mean, you go. I don't want to. You know, be the guy. But What's, wait, wait, no, no, be that guy. What's Orthodox Easter? What I don't do you know. Mean? It's on the. It's on the iPhone calendar. Orthodox Easter? I don't Orthodox know what that Easter. is. I, I'm assuming it has to do with, with something I Orthodox. don't know. Uh, I don't know either. That's what like it said. Orthodox Church? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's what it said. Okay. On the, on the, it was Orthodox we'll Easter it. yesterday. Yeah. Okay. If anyone knows, let us know. We, prob- <laughs> we, we probably should the, know. Yeah. The three, the three, like, you, got, what, you don't know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what know. I know? On Monday, everything that you could buy on Sunday was half off. That's yeah. why I do yeah. know. Like peeps? Yeah. Peeps were 68 cents. <laughs> That's how I know. So uh, Yeah, that's just so sad. So on Sunday, we wrapped uh, the series that has been going on for six-ish weeks. Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, six-ish weeks. The, what's, what's my story? And we concluded it with a little, with a little, little changer in the graphics and the, what's his story. Mm-hmm. And so what were, what were the talking points from the sermon? I, you said, what's my story? And my mind went to uh, us doing six weeks of talking about Keith's story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. You know, and then there's the medical side of yeah. Keith. <laughs> yeah. Which we were just getting before the show started. It was, yeah. a, it was a warm day in May yes. 1982. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's probably how it was. Paul started. McCartney was topping the charts. <laughs> he, he did top the charts on the day I was born in 82. He had a, so Paul McCartney had a song. Mm. Uh, I, I listened to the okay. song and it wasn't really a good song. Like, I, and if, I don't even know the name of it. And yet it's memorable to you. Ooh, but, I but I just know yeah. it, was, it was, yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Yeah. Listeners, I know we're on tangents, but I apologize, but I want to know the hit song of my birth year. Ooh. Of your, no, your birth date. Because your birth, yeah, okay, that week, the billboard comes <laughs> out with, with a new list weekly. Yeah, so the other two are, are doing it. So you guys are just hanging out with me yes, here for a couple second, minutes. Yes, one second, one second. I want to know, I want to know who was it. Um, uh, ooh, Beat it by Michael Jackson. Oh my goodness. You, yeah, that's a tough one to beat, man. <laughs> I'd like you to beat it. Uh, okay. Do I know this song? Do I know this song? Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40? Yes. Yeah. Falling in oh, Love. Oh, that's a great song. We, yeah. And I, truthfully, I, that was the that's um the song that me and Jenna did our our, our first dance to. Ooh. And we but we did the Elvis with the Elvis Presley one. But like, so our honeymoon, we went to the, the oh, Caribbean. Yeah. And then they played that song over and over. Okay, how and weird. I was like, yeah, I should have done the UB40. We should have done the UB40 one. I didn't. I, the reason I was getting stuck, because I don't really know the band, but that was our first dance song for a wedding. There you oh. go. Yeah. Same song? falling in love with you. Yeah. It was sung by a different singer. Elvis, Elvis so. Presley. Actually, no. It was Haley Reinhardt. Ooh. She had a rendition that I liked, so I went with that. Yeah. There you go. How weird is that? Okay, anyway. All right. I'll look up. Oh, we're so... We're, Carry the conversation while I Google. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so the day my son was born, my mom took uh, like screenshots on her phone of like the news and stuff, but it was really, it was like during the pandemic. She goes, I tried to find like some more of the uplifting ones and it was like, 
Uh, COVID trends seem to be lower wow. today. It was like, oh, that's- That's right. Little Rody is yeah. only like two? two? Yeah, he's two. He's okay. a yeah. corona let me, baby. Let me punch wow. back in. Uh, number one song on, on May 10th of 82 was Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder's Ebony and Ivory. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that, that dude did some some duets with like heavy hitters. He did that song. He did The Girl's Mine with Michael Jackson, which is always fun because mm-hmm. my favorite part of that song is he said, I thought I told you, Michael, I'm a love, uh, you know, I thought I told you she's mine. And he's like, eh. and then Michael goes, I thought, no, no. He goes, I don't know why we're going to talk about this. And then Michael goes, Paul, I thought I told you I'm a loving not a fighter. <laughs> I love that after they filmed that video, uh-huh. um, Paul McCartney somehow got swindled out of all the rights to the Beatles music, and that's how Michael Jackson acquired it. Yeah, and they they weren't friends at the end of Michael's life. To think the Beatles had a tough time. To to think that at the time he threw out a number, and at the time Paul McCartney was like, "That's an astronomical number. No one's going to buy it." And Michael's like, "I will, I will." (laughs) And and now in today's modern economy, it was like he sold all of the Beatles for that. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, that's how the story goes. And now the Jackson children are living pretty. Yeah, Yeah. on that Beatles money. On that Beatles money. Isn't that crazy? All right, so let's go. Uh, let's get down to the scripture. Yeah. The main. Are we supposed to be talking about the Bible? How? Would it, what are we talking about today, Pastor Keith? What are we talking about today? <clears throat> okay, so uh, there wasn't. The, the, I guess the definitive story. Um, there was a definitive story in in uh, in in Pastor Sean's sermon. Yeah, but we will not touch on the because that was the second half of the sermon. Yeah, that story. Uh, we will go into the beginning of the sermon, um, uh, and it was a warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. I think the scripture he used, I, he used a lot more than his his one his main scripture. I to me, I felt like the, the Ephesians six uh, uh, twelve was was probably highlighted more than yeah. Uh, I think it was Second Samuel. That, yes, Second yeah. Samuel. So so uh, so it was it was about your wounds, about yep. them being your mm. weapon, your weapon. So here we go. We're picking up Ephesians chapter six verse twelve, uh, and we will do this out of the King James version, Ooh. as was in his notes. So verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Anyone may begin. I love it. May I? Yes, please. I looked at Maggie when I said that. Uh, I love, so uh, what Pastor Sean did on Sunday, I really liked is, and and it kind of, I'm kind of thinking that way too. So uh, what he's, you know, it's, he said, "For we wrestle, mm-hmm. pause." And he said, "That's like the thing we have to remember is we do wrestle. That we there are battles that we're not." Um, I read a commentator that says sometimes people think Christianity is escaping from the battle, but we have to remind <laughs> ourselves that Christianity is actually going into yeah, the battle. That's good. And so, so we wrestle. You know, not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's what the uh, NIV says. But I love also a commentator brought up and he said, it's interesting that Paul uses the word against for everything. He mm-hmm. said, you know, he says Ooh, that is against the rulers, mm-hmm. against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realm. So I think he's, he's trying to get our focus on it right there that we're doing these things. But I, what I love, and, and we've always said this every time we do this, this podcast is we always, you should always read in context because when I read verse 12 by myself, I think that 
I have to fight the devil, mm. that I have to attack him, that I have to wrestle with him. And it makes me, I love wrestling. It's, it's a newer thing uh, that I've been to that mm-hmm. I readopted. Uh, someone says, because I'm turning 40. So they're like, yeah, you're starting to like the things that you liked as a kid. So, which oh, is kind of go. funny. Oh my oh, gosh, cool. that's a thing. Wrestling and oh, skateboarding. That's weird. I start, oh I my. I haven't gotten there yet. A big thing happened like, like six months ago with me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're, uh, anyway, continue with your story. <laughs> no, so I've been really into wrestling, new wrestling. So like, I, I like old wrestling, but like real, I, I could tell you all the new players and stuff like that. And what this makes me think of is tag team battles mm. because tag team battles in wrestling is never like you know in like other sports you you have to make sure that you're fighting the person the same weight you know that you're you're part of this weight class if you're going to fight against each other uh, but in wrestling there is no weight class it's just if you want to fight him you can and so in tag team battles sometimes it'll be like uh, like there's right now there's a tag team battle which is uh, the guy named Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And Ricochet's this like tiny dude, but Braun is, I mean, he's he's his name. He's huge. He's big. And they're a tag team group. And there's times that uh, Ricochet, the smaller guy, will go in a tag team battle against someone as big as Braun Strowman and will try to fight him. And he's like losing and he's losing and he's losing. And, and it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be fighting that guy. That guy, sh- Braun should be fighting that guy. Like not you. Why are you trying to fight this huge Viking where you should be letting tag Braun in and let him take it. And what I, and you know, it's entertainment. That's the reality of it is we see if the, the person you're rooting for fighting and you're like, just tag Braun. And then as soon as he does, and it's, and it's very dramatic too, like the reaching of the hand and shaking and Braun's doing this. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. But like, as soon as he gets tagged in, I mean, you get to, it's the best. He takes out the both tag team people like both are taken out and like and then of course he rips his shirt and, you're, and he's like flexing you're like yeah he should have been the whole time he took out both guys you know at once and i think that's what we have to remind ourselves in this final chapter is again it says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against rulers against the authorities against the uh the powers of dark and against the evil sports uh evil force spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly or higher realms but verse 11 says put on the full armor of god so that you can take on your stand against the devil's schemes but then before that verse 10 says finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power so mm-hmm. before even we get to 12 Paul's saying, no, no, you need to tag God in. You need to put on his armor and let him fight the battles. Because he knows that when we become believers, we are now a target for the enemy. That when, when people go, you know, some people are like, man, life was easier before becoming a Christian. Now it seems like it's hard. Yeah, you weren't a threat to the devil before. Mm-hmm. Now you're a threat to him. And so, yes, it's a spiritual battle, but it's not a battle God's saying, now I need you to fight. It's I, I need you to armor up and prepare for and get ready for that giving our lives to Jesus is just step one. And now we need to go forward in battle with him. Mm, yeah, that's good. It, I, it makes me want to ask the question for someone who yeah. would say, well, why do I want to be a, a Jesus person if all I have to do is like wrestle and and fight. Like that sounds bad. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if I would hear that and I don't, um, if I wouldn't have the relationship that I do with Jesus, I'd be like, I don't want that. Yeah. Mm, Life's fine the way it is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. What's, what's your rebuttal to that? Well, I, I, it's, it's interesting because we will, yeah, people say, oh, my life's good right now. When you talk to people more and more, they'll, it always, and to me, and I think that's 
I heard someone say that we have a a, a cross uh, shaped hole in our hearts or our in us. That's God shaped hole. God shaped hole. There you go. Yeah, cross shaped. But hole. it could be a cross. Yeah. Anyways, God shaped hole. What's yeah. the shape of God? Yeah. Probably yeah. not a cross, but sure. So, but you know, but but same scenario. And I yeah. think when you start talking to people, you'll hear them struggle with filling that. Whole. Yes. That they'll yeah. they'll say I'm fine, but blank. Mm-hmm. I'm everything's great, but then you talk to them more and more, and you're like, yeah, there's something missing. Mm. And so, so yes, and then that God shaped hole wants to be filled with God, and so when we become believers, that's where we go. Oh, that's what's missing. And yes. So- Yes, I'm pointing at you because I was just in my mind, just thought of this video I saw last night. It was Mark Zuckerberg and he was talking about the Torah in the Bible. And he was saying, I'm really intrigued in fat. He grew up Jewish, which I did not know. Uh, he's like, but I am very What's intrigued. The last name Zuckerberg? And I, <laughs> sorry, didn't know. To me, that's sorry. just a name. Is that in the Bible somewhere, Pastor Dallas? Uh So, so yeah, he's like, I'm just, I'm so intrigued by the idea of creation. And he's like, and I love that the Torah starts off talking about Mm -hmm. creation because for him, that's the thing that like kind of makes him light up is like creating in, in things that are like good, you know, he, he likes that. So even someone who is so, I don't even know what the word to use for Mark Zuckerberg is Mm -hmm. he's genius. He operates at a very high level. He's like Elon Musk, right? He's just kind of out of the realm of, of normal people. Mm -hmm. But even for him, there's something about scripture, about God that lights him up. And that is for everyone. We all have something that like lights us up about God. And it's funny because you said, yes, he's at a high standard. I mean, so he, so a lot of times people go, oh, what's missing is I need to have this much money. I need to be this famous. I need to be this accomplished. But even a guy Mm. who has a lot of money, who has accomplished a lot, who has made a big impact on our, not just our country, but the world, because Facebook is worldwide, right? Last time I checked. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't do a lot of research he, on it. Right. He started social media. We would not have TikTok or think, Instagram. Uh, really. I think, I think Tom needs a little recognition. Say, Tom right? with MySpace is Everyone's going, friend. Yeah. Everyone's friend. <laughs> well, Everyone's top five. Tom. I think Zuckerberg revolutionized do, do, social media. Do, do we know what Tom's doing now? No clue. He took his money and ran. Yeah, because he's he not tra- talking about the Torah. He travels. He travels the world like <laughs> yeah. that. He pops up from time to time on social medias. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a big. I'm not a social media guy, but like I, I recently yeah. read an article that like he he just travels the world, and every mm. now and again he'll post a picture, and I think he still posts to MySpace. Mm. I think he does. I don't know where exactly he's posting this or Twitter or something, but yeah, a guy has just rode off in the sunset, just yeah. collected his millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, and, and an rode off in the sunset. Question would be. Hey, are you, are you truly happy? Yeah. Are and you like happy? to know at the root because it's usually not, or they've, you know, done a pretty good job of deceiving themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's just a good reminder that people who we think all you gotta do, I just gotta get set. These people are set, yeah. but they're still searching. Yep. They're still, they're still seeking. And I think that's why we get really excited when like celebrities become believers. Cause they're like, yeah, even they had all the millions and all this, but they, it wasn't enough. Right. It still wasn't enough. And so, so yeah. So I think the reason he's seeking is because he realizes with all this money and all this fame and all this access, it's still, I still feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And so, and so, yeah, but even though when we feel that with God, Paul's saying, I'm sorry, but get ready. It's going to get rough. It's, you know, because now you're under attack. Right. Uh, yeah, this scripture for me, I think what, what pops out and stands out is that there are the rulers and the principalities and they are they are very present. I think it's easy to kind of live in the day-to-day where you almost forget or hmm, want to ignore that mm-hmm. like spiritual warfare could be a very real thing mm-hmm. in your life, right? There's times where I've been uh, nauseous, exhausted, uh, beat down, depressed, mentally in anguish and for no other reason other than spiritual warfare. And it, when you live pretending or ignoring it, mm-hmm. you're not engaging in in the against part. You're just kind of losing, right? So it does require you stepping into something. And like Pastor Dallas was saying, you don't do that on your own. And so what I have written down is uh, the importance of being in the spirit. Yes. If you're not in the spirit, if you're not operating in the spirit, then this this battle and this struggle is, is... going to feel very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to ask questions like, well, why do I even want to follow Jesus if I have to be in the battle? Why, what's the whole point of this, right? But when you're operating in the spirit, you realize that you do actually have the authority to wrestle these things. And, yes. and that, honestly, it, it is like, it's life-changing for me to know that my my prayers and when I pray through the authority given to me by by Jesus, mm-hmm. that I can impact spiritual authorities in high places, yes. that I can impact a, a region, a principality, that I can pray over the city of Green Bay in the name of Jesus. And truly it matters and it makes yes. a difference. And that is, that's our call. That's the the trumpet. Like, will you stand up? Will you be, will you be the person you are meant to be, created in the image of God, taking your your place, standing in your authority, and fighting against yes and not not wrestling against each other because that's just that's low-hanging fruit that's that's easy it's easy to fight against each other your your family your friends people who have different political opinions than you that's easy uh but that's not that's not what we're here for and you're you're missing the point when you do because those aren't your enemies enemies are are very real i watched uh this great Bible project video. And I wanted to find the exact one before we started recording, but I couldn't find it. Uh, but I watched like a series about the rulers and principalities and, uh, they used a lot of scripture and kind of painted the picture of, of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are very present. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, again, it's just one of those things where it's easy to ignore yeah. until maybe you start to feel that, that spiritual warfare or, um, you know, it's like, when you have a big thing coming up where you know you have the opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus or you have the opportunity to go spend time in a in a group around other Jesus people and that whole week you just feel like I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to go to the group. Yeah. And you get a flat tire and uh, you just have bad week. Your kids get sick. It's like everything goes wrong and you're like, "You know what? I I don't want to go to this group tonight because I'm just done. I'm tired, right? Yeah. That is, that's a sign of spiritual warfare. So are you going to push through and push against, right? Yeah. Ah, or do you just sit there in it? And that's hard, <clears throat> but that's why I said uh, at the beginning, the importance is is being in, in the spirit, is listening to the spirit, is walking in step with God and allowing him to help give you his, his strength. Because again, you can't, you don't have the strength on your own. Yeah, so true. So so true. Yeah, I, I in in studying this this verse, uh, 
I, I found that there are two, there's really like two camps here. The camps that believe that, uh, this is solely, uh, associated with the natural and the unnatural. And then the others that believe that this is associated with actually earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those scriptures that people use, uh, the, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, that's some people's green light to say, we need to overthrow this government. Mm, we need to talk no, out about this yeah, person. No. We need to, yeah. and, and I know that there are a lot of people and you might be as a listener, be one of them that, 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 that means we got over you. The government's bad. Yeah. And, and that's, you can take that scripture for that. Mm-hmm. If that's how you choose. I, I believe it's more of, of the natural approach. The, uh, this is solely talking about, um, uh, uh, the unseen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the, the word, the word wrestle here, it's in, in the original Greek that's used. It's, it's not, it's a word that's not associated with a fight that's won and done. Yeah. It's not a, the word wrestle here means it's a constant mm-hmm. battle. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the first, and the part of this verse is, is gonna, gonna let you know that it's that, uh, human beings, we are only a part of this constant battle and we won't see the end as mm-hmm. human beings Yeah. for we wrestle not against flesh and blood for we wrestle not against flesh and blood for we wrestle. Yep. Not God. Yep. For we as humans wrestle Yep. Mm-hmm. and not against flesh and blood. And, and uh, the flesh and blood portions, the uh, other, other thing that stuck out to me, the um, if it were, if the scripture were uh, to, to motivate you to uh to overthrow a government mm-hmm. of humans, then it's actually the flesh and blood would be negated. Yeah. So this is this is this verse, and this is how I take it. And I know that this is one of those verses that is a. There are some some people that are very definitive mm-hmm. that it's that they are to overthrow the Roman Empire. I don't know because flesh and blood. If the first part of that tells us we don't wrestle. Yeah. with flesh and blood because flesh and blood is human. Yeah. We don't this this fight isn't between human. It's between what we can't see. It's against the principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the spiritual wickedness in high places are those are those rulers of our lands. Mm-hmm. I I like to think that that is still a hierarchy in 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 the devil's kingdom. The devil has a, has has whatever you'd call it, a, absolutely a kingdom of paper mache, mm-hmm. uh, and he does have demons that are very skilled, yeah, and others that are just I like to call mouth breathers that are yeah. just you know keep running into walls like nah, nah, <laughs> yeah. nah. right. And sometimes in my life I'll get I'll get a mouth breather that yeah. I can I can look and be like God, that wasn't even that was that was a pretty bad effort there demon yeah. yeah. And then there's others that are super cunning, super mm-hmm. baffling. Yeah, I saw. I saw in some instances in some people around me's lives that, in in the last just couple months, that I I can identify that mm-hmm. they're getting messed with, and that demon's pretty cunning. Yeah, mm-hmm. that demon's pretty good. Has convinced them yeah. to do something that is against God. Yeah, and then so we are. So I think in the in the enemy's kingdom, in the enemy's army, he he has a principality. He has he has a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And and so as we wrestle with flesh and blood, yeah. you know I, the the saying, uh, "I'm my own worst enemy." Yeah, you know that's defining wrestling against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. While the enemy does give me enough rope to hang myself, it's really it's not me. Mm-hmm. 
the enemy is feeding me these op- these opportunities. Yeah. But you can also say that you do have some accountability. And that's where the battle is. Yeah. The battle between these principalities, these mm-hmm. demons, these mm-hmm. uh that's what that's for me where this verse is. Mm-hmm. And I'm reminded that even the weakest Christian, even the weakest one, the uh, if you if it be duration or if it be just sheer lack of knowledge of the word, the weakest of us is still, still light years ahead of the enemy. Mm. Yeah. Even the weakest one of us has the power and authority in Jesus' name mm-hmm. to defeat these demons. But us as humans, we, for, we forget that, that, right. that that's capable. Yeah. And we say, oh my gosh, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. Mm-hmm. No, it's not, it's, not, it's not a call to arms, this verse. This verse isn't a call to arms. This verse is a, you're already in arms. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's it. That's you're it. you're yeah. already there. Yeah. And if you have me on your side or not, you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This should this this is a as 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 Pastor Megan was saying, the how do you convince somebody? You know, life's gonna get a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Might, but can you imagine this war without him? Yeah. 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 That's a, this this world, guys, is very temporary. Mm-hmm. You have these 80 some odd years, give or take 20. Yeah. Give or take 40, give or take 60. Give or take 70. You have this finite amount of time, this little window. And then there's a lot of eternity to play out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so to, to how, do you can, how do you motivate somebody to walk the way of Christ? It's mm-hmm. well, there's a long time to make the wrong choice here. Yeah. I th- and I, it's, it's, I love that. I love that because what it may me, remind me of is, again, as believers, that salvation is just step one. It's just, I mean, it's just the helmet. Hmm. And God says you got to put on the whole thing. Right. That, that, you know, that, that for us, it's something that we, when we give, that's why you'll hear us say, you know, we want to help you on your Jesus journey. We, we don't want what just happened today when people give there, because every Sunday we give opportunity for people to start their relationship with God, for them to walk into the forgiveness and Lordship of Jesus. And so, Hmm. but we always say, don't stop there. And because the enemy would love for you to stop there. Right. You know, he has so many schemes to just try to convince you to go back to where you were because he doesn't want you and your life and your victories in Christ to affect others to walk away from this, the, you know, the schemes of this world of the, because uh, it says it right there against the rulers, against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Yeah. Like he, he wants you to stay in his authority mm-hmm. where he can beat you down and devour you. Like, like uh first Peter says that he wants to devour your life. And so he doesn't want you to live in freedom. He wants you to live in slavery. Mm-hmm. But when we put on, the full armor of God. It says that we can take a stand against the, the devil's schemes. I love, I love that you said the original Greek says that wrestle means it's a constant. There's no win. Yeah. Okay. I just got to, you know, but, but how, what helps me with that constant? Being fully prepared. Being, because here's one thing you, you see people like maybe, you know, it says right there, the, 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 the sword is the word of God. You know, when someone starts a sword the first time in battle, you know, you, you see in movies, the, 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 the sword feels heavy. It feels like they, they try to do it like a hammer. But a skilled swordsman, he can take, he doesn't need two hands. He can do it with one hand. 
He can do his one hand behind his back, you know, like I love the Princess Bride. That's where, what I was thinking of. Yeah, where they're fighting <laughs> yeah. each other, and he's like, I, I, you know, I must confess something to you. Well, what's that? I've actually been fighting you with my weaker hand. And then he says, So have I. And then they switch hands. Yeah. Those are skilled swordsmen. Yeah. And so that's why we have to be putting on and we have to just say, okay, I have to go beyond just accepting Jesus. I need to now walk in Jesus and put on everything that he says to put on. Because when I do that in this constant battle, in this constant wrestling, it's I'm, I'm going to be more victorious in Christ than I was before. Yes, some some people after Easter Sunday, and you know, thank God that people came to our church and they said, "Yes, I want that relationship. Yes, I want that." But I know a lot of them. The enemy tried to convince them of what they did. Hours later, minutes later, mm-hmm. I bet there are some people who may not, not even left the doors of our church without being already attacked by the enemy. Going, mm, you just did an emotional thing. I was just, you're just trying to find. No, you know, because nah, I don't know about that. I don't need any. He tries to get you to stop, start doubting what that, oh, that's not really going to help you though. You think that's going to help you. It's not going to help you. And and, there are, and the devil's already trying to get in and the demons are already trying to get at us. And that's why it's like, if, you know, if, if it's Tuesday and you gave your life to Jesus on Sunday and you're not in your word, you got to get in your word. Because mm-hmm. right now you're just getting attacked. You're just getting bullied. You're just, and, and, and again, it's against it's against, it's against, it's against, you know, you feel outnumbered. You feel like giving up and God's saying, don't do it though. Cause I'm strong. I'm mighty. And when you put on me, they don't stand a chance. Right. And like pastor Sean said, we don't, we don't battle in the same way that the world does. Uh, and as Satan does, we battle in a whole new way, a different way, a victorious yeah. way. And so, you know, you read this, you're like, pray. When something really terrible and horrible is happening, I know it seems like praying is the cop out yeah. it, or praying it isn't enough, but it is everything. It says it's everything. It says it's everything right here. Uh, and there's more. And I wonder what areas of your life you feel like you're being attacked in or you feel like you're not uh, accomplishing what you feel like you're set out to do. Like if you feel like you're you're stuck in place, I wonder if you have strapped onto your feet the gospel of peace mm-hmm. or is that something that you're missing? Or if you feel like your heart is constantly being attacked, have you put on the breastplate of righteousness? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel like your mind has just been overwhelmed with thoughts and and things are coming at you, well, have you put on your helmet of yeah. salvation, right? Mm-hmm. And like truly understand what some of those things mean because I know that that can sound uh, churchy. It reminds me of like Pilgrim's Progress, right? Like yes. when I read that book, <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, okay, okay, yeah. helmet, salvation, we get it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's a very great description and it it goes beyond just the surface. Like you really need to dive into this and what each of these words like mean and represent. And so again, if you feel like you're you're stuck, have you stepped into some of these things? The the difference in fighting here, uh this this verse reminded me of a of a story in the Old Testament. And I'm gonna read a section of that here. But the the difference between fighting how the world wants you to fight. Mm-hmm. The, the flesh and blood mm-hmm. against what, what Megan just said, you know, the, is prayer the cop out mm-hmm. is prayer the most powerful weapon you have. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah. And I could see a new believer being like, so prayer, that's what you want me to do. You don't want me to 
freak out and you don't want me to micromanage. No, yeah. no. So here's, I'm going to read a, a story. We're going to jump to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, this is the David and Goliath story. Uh, I think that even if you aren't a a churchgoer, almost every human being probably on this earth understands what's going to, the, the David and Goliath. Oh, yeah. Even on a catchphrase, like, oh, there's a battle between David and Goliath. Oh, yeah. You know, you know how the story plays out. So where we pick up in the story here uh, in 17 on verse 42. So, so David and Goliath are on the battlefield at this point. And so think about this now that we aren't battling between flesh and blood like the world wants us to battle. Mm-hmm. And think about that as I read these two warriors' stances on the battle. Now, David, who will become King David, very prominent player in the Bible and in the line of Christ, uh, against Goliath, to whom at that moment was the mightiest warrior, I mean, one would say on earth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we're talking earth, flesh and blood. Yep. So here we go. Goliath's going to, Goliath, Goliath, here, he looked at David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy glowing with health and handsome. And he despised him. So I love that, that David yeah. looked over his, yeah. looked over this child, mm-hmm. just glowing and handsome, you know, like, ah, you know, like a, just a kid. Yeah. And, and what Goliath had, he, he despised him. Mm-hmm. So he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Notice how Goliath went to the flesh right there. Yeah. You know? And so this is what David does. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Yes. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you've defied. Mm -hmm. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference between a battle with the flesh to whom on paper, Goliath's the winner. Yeah. There's, there's no universe where Goliath doesn't win this battle on paper, Yep. but God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. And we fight in a battle. And if you think fighting in a battle of flesh, you know, battling against one another Mm -hmm. and not see the real enemy here. You know, get a, get that mindset like David. Mm-hmm. Like he looks at the biggest, strongest warrior on the face of the earth and says, bro, you're going to come at me with a javelin and a sword, but I'm going to come at you with God, the living God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's going to crush you. And then again, this boy that's glowing, right? This, this child, mm-hmm. he says, I'm going to cut off your head. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. This little boy going, I can't even imagine. Now that's probably say how David did. And I'm going to cut off your head. Yeah. <laughs> like Goliath's right. like, oh, all right, man, let's go. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, you know, cause I think David was spiritually prepared to battle him even before Goliath said anything to him. Because when, if you go back to a couple of scriptures before that, when he agreed, when Saul agrees to send him out, he says, well, put some armor on him. And he puts on earthly armor and goes, ah, this doesn't fit. It's too heavy. Mm-hmm. It's too heavy. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go without it. Yeah. And they're like, all right, this kid's going to die. You know? Yep. Say, say it like this. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. Too much. <laughs> I'm just going to go on without it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take this sword? Nah. Nah. I got rocks. <laughs> Smooth ones. Like rocks? <laughs> so you can imagine the, the rest of the army behind him being like, all right, so this kid's going to so, die in about three yeah. minutes. Then what are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. And, and let's back a little more, you know? He's, he, 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 we know he goes in spiritually ready and not physically ready, but not even emotionally ready because his brother makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. His brother attacks him. And so again, going back to this verse, 
It's it's more than physical. Yeah. It's more than mental. It's spiritual. Don't focus yes. on the physical. Yeah. Focus yeah. on the physical. You're going to look at Goliath and be like, nope. Yep. Yeah. No way. Yep. Yeah. Not a chance. You're going to yeah. tap out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, and but, just think of like, yeah, the fullness and, and what you're missing out on. Yeah. And again, the difference that you're going to make, like- like with a brother coming at him and attacking him. That was spiritual warfare. He's facing it right there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hearing literally the accusations of the enemy come through his brother. Even Goliath focuses on his on his flesh. He looks at him and he sees him, his flesh, and hates him. Mm-hmm. Why does he hate him? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not because he's like a cute little boy. He hates him because of what he represents. He hates him because of the mm-hmm. spirit that is within him. The like spirit that. he sees and he recognizes the authority in the spirit. It's like how the demons, they can, they say they can smell, right? A demon possessed person mm-hmm. smells. It's the spirit of, of Jesus on mm-hmm. somebody, right? Like yeah. they know. Mm-hmm. They cower away. Mm-hmm. Baffled and dumbfounded yeah. when you speak the name. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, if you haven't engaged the spiritual realm, if you haven't thought about it, it's it's like it's time, yeah. you know. And you you do have to because you'll realize that you haven't been like attacked on so many levels that that you think that you that you have from people, right? Mm-hmm. Or or maybe this is where your mistrust in people is coming from or a lot of those wounds that you have, like Pastor Sean's talking about, mm-hmm. a lot of those wounds that you have from people wasn't necessarily the person. The, the, the final thing I would say in, that came to my mind is also when you are going into this battle, make sure you're putting on the right things. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes as new believers, we try to fabricate an armor that will not help us win. It's too that's heavy. A, that's exactly. So we'll say, well, I'm not going to read the Bible, uh, but I'll I'll watch some spiritual TikToks. Uh, I'm not going to really worship, but I'll put on Caleb. No offense to Caleb, but but some people they try to fabricate these spiritual armors, and it kind of reminds me of uh, and the the TV show Falcon the Winter Soldier. Remember remember when um, the uh, oh, I forget his name uh, Agent. Um, anyways, he tries to create his own. Cap shield. He try and he, he, I mean, he shapes it the right way. He spray, I mean, it looks exactly like it until he goes into battle. And as soon as he throws that thing, it doesn't even have the right sound. Mm-hmm. It breaks, it's damaged, it gets destroyed easily because he made it with the wrong material. Mm-hmm. So don't try to go into spiritual battles with the wrong material. Yeah. Like you got to get in God's word. You got the verse 18 and pray in the spirit on all occasions and all kinds of prayers and all requests. You should be talking to God, not just once, you know, uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner. No, it's got to be like every moment, mm-hmm. little prayers, big prayers, spiritual prayers. Like you have to be going at all occasions. And that when you, and so getting in his word, trusting him, you know, the breastplate of righteousness is remind yourself, you know what? I am in right staying with God. It's that yeah. boldness. It's that I am because of, of, of what he did, you know, the helmet of salvation, that's where it's covering my mind Yeah, that I am set free. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The belt of truth holds up the truth. And so we can't just say, okay, I'm going to fabricate it with some Christian, quote unquote, Christian things. Mm. No, we got to, we got to put on the right things. Otherwise we're going to say, you know what? I tried everything. It didn't work. No, you didn't try the right things. Right. And that's why the the enemy convinced you to walk away from the one thing that can give you joy, peace, and all things is right there. So put on the right armor and put on all armor of God. Mm, so good. 
Yeah, when you were talking, it reminded me of of I I, I recently bought a new motorcycle last year, mm-hmm. and I said everything I'm going to do on this motorcycle, I want to I want to do it myself, mm-hmm. and um, and I always f- figured myself as not really like I, I always have an interest in mechanics and fixing stuff around the house, but I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found out that once I started buying the right tools to do the job, yeah. the job became really easy. Yes. And then Imagine I think, that. hmm, I wonder if I could do things around the house if I just had the right tools. Yep. And w- when you when you describe the armor of God, uh, to, to, to not even use the armor is just trying to do the job without the right tool. Correct. You know, like I'm trying to strip wire and I'm using a flathead screwdriver and a knife. Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to, that's not, A, it's not going to be really effective. Yep. But it's going to be just <laughs> worldly impossible to yeah. pull yeah. off. <laughs> and then once you have the right tools, then just works. Then the only thing I worry about and work on then, not worry about, but work on is my patience. Mm. There you, oh. It's just patience then. Mm. I just need Patience. Once I have the right tool, and and it, it kind of correlates for me, just like my faith. Yep. Once I have the right tool, once I use prayer, yep. the way it ought to be. Once I once I go into worship the way I ought to be, what the way I ought to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just working on my patience. Yep. And yep. just waiting for the job to get done. Come on. So, Come on. hey, thank you for what, uh, like, listen. Why, I was gonna say watching. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Listening to this episode of Chew on That, uh, we are starting a new series. Yep. Even if the study of Philippians, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Awesome. Ooh, super excited. Study of Philippians. Can't I love wait. it. I love well, it. even if so, the, it's called even if subtitle a study of Philippians. Yep. I while we were in the planning. For the series, I wanted to call it What the Philippians. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, you get that at the 45 minute mark. You're welcome. What the Philippians. What the Philippians. A study of Philippians. I kind of think it would have been funny. I, I, I think I could have I could have worked <laughs> with something. Finally offensive. Yeah, mar- marketing wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a couple emails. The, the yeah. well was full on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, we can't wait to, to see you guys on Sunday for the new series. And we'll be back next week discussing week one from that series. Uh, for Pastor. Uh, Dallas, Pastor Megan, I am Pastor Keith. We'll see you Sunday. See you Sunday. See ya.